Sure, it's only week five of 17, but we might have to start fixing some pretty tough uh, realities after last night. It's Monday night, but it's a bit of Monday morning for you. Let's just hope we can put it all together and bury it all at once. Anyway, let's get into it. Good day, and thank you for joining the Armchair Champion podcast. Uh, this is the Armchair Champion. Uh, want to uh, give you some uh, thoughts here about the game against uh, San Francisco 49ers and Santa Clara. Um, just need to basically just get a few things out there. Um, I haven't been podcasting a lot. Um, basically, it's because, well, I just had a few things going on. You know, just staying busy, busy. So... Just last night was kind of enough to make me get back up here. Um, again, still just uh, pretty much just mulling over the decision whether I'm going to switch platforms. But um, I have said if I needed to just come on and just talk about uh, anything Cowboys football, I'd jump right on and just record a podcast. So here I am. Last night's game. Last night's game was just. It, it was. It was I say it was disheartening. Um, it reminds me of the fight uh, back in July between uh, Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia, two undefeateds in their uh, weight class, uh, basically just fighting to see who's going to be the better pound for pound. Um, and basically, last night was the equivalent of uh, the round in which uh, Ryan Garcia wound up absorbing a liver shot. A shot to the liver. Um, he stood and he tried to keep pushing through, but then he dropped to a knee and he couldn't he couldn't recover for the fight. And after that, that ended the fight by a technical knockout. Um, that's what that felt like last night. Um, the thing about a knockout in boxing, you can get back up and do things again. But after you know, after a while you start to question your own abilities. Well, this is more of a third person questioning that a lot of fans seems to be going through. Like I've been basically keeping an eye on it all day and a lot of people are unsure where we're going to go from here. Um, some people want to rebuild it, blow up everything and start all over again. Um, some want to just see what we have here. Um, some are trying to bounce back and stay positive. Um, I'd say it's a combination of all those things, you know what I mean? But I mean, rebuilding everything, just blowing up the uh, whole roster and starting over again. That's not something that's viable right now. Um, 
it was like I said, just last night was just a show um, as to some things that the Cowboys were missing. Thing was in big games like this, like that, that was last night. Um, there were some key things missing, some key concepts that weren't employed. And it seems to happen in every big game that the Cowboys have had uh, for a while now, quite some time. Um, seems like what was missing was discipline. Um, we started off the game with penalties and then we had untimely penalties. We had two of them against Jaron Curse, uh, one being offsides and the other one for taunting, both on third down plays that converted first downs that eventually led to scores for the San Francisco 49ers. So clearly we're missing like the discipline aspect of it. Uh, toughness. It seems like the Cowboys shrunk, they shrank away. They caught us, they sort of shied away from just stepping up to the same level. Um, the 49ers, they out tough the Cowboys. They, they out everything the Cowboys last night. They outplayed, they outsmarted, they out coached, they out disciplined, they out toughed the Cowboys. The 49ers were able to impose their will on both sides of the ball. And have the Cowboys thinking second. You know, I believe it was Mike Tyson who said everyone's got a plan so they get punched in the mouth. Now, we've been hearing a whole lot about how this game sort of stuck in the side of the Dallas Cowboys all offseason. You know, how it bothered them, how they were looking so, so basically so laser focused on this game. And they came out last night and laid a brick. Just it was it was a bad show, just a bad showing altogether. Especially for a game that you had built up to such a uh, a magnitude, you know, and you come out and come out flat, and it's like they hit you again, they hit you in the mouth, and you just laid down and took it, and you, you couldn't you couldn't do anything else. Uh, which leads me to resilience. Another key concept that was missed uh, in the Dallas Cowboys game. Um, the resilience basically is the ability to bounce back in the face of adversity. Um, they didn't have that. Even when they were two, just two scores down, they couldn't shore, they couldn't shore everything up, batten down the hatches. They couldn't, uh, basically focus back up and try to chop away and overcome the deficit. The Cowboys are behind the whole game. And again, like I said, when it seems like a team is coming out and hitting them directly in the mouth, first and foremost, it seems like the Cowboys can't bounce back. I mean, we saw that in the Cardinals game. The Cardinals came out, hit them early and frequently, and they couldn't bounce back. Same thing happened in the game against the 49ers. They got hit in the mouth, they got hit early, and they couldn't collect themselves or recompose themselves. And and mountain offensive or something like that. They they couldn't they couldn't re, they couldn't respond in kind. They just they just like I said they just took the hit. They were stunned, shocked, and they seen though they couldn't seem to collect themselves. They they were done for the night. They were done for the night. Probably midway through the third quarter, beginning fourth quarter. With that, looks like we as a fan base. And the Cowboys as an organization are in for some pretty rude awakenings right now. 
the first one is basically this. Um, 49ers are a more solid team than Dallas right now. Honestly, they really are. You went against them three times. You played them close the first two. Tonight, they not tonight, I'm sorry, but Sunday night, they emphatically destroyed you. Emphatically. Most points you've given up all season. So they they emphatically just they 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 outmatched you. So and all of that, it looks like like I said, in those big games, when the lights are brightest, when the game is biggest, the Cowboys slinked away yet again. And we've seen this, it's been a pattern. You see them beat the brakes off of middle of the road teams, bad teams, uh, just above average teams. You know, you have a, a game where you beat some good teams every now and then. But when it matters the most to them, when the magnitude is high for them, it seems like they've slinked away and they were a shell of what they intended to be. Not a shell of what they are, a shell of what they intended to be. So has the truth been truly told on the Dallas Cowboys as a team? The rest of the season will tell. We we, we don't know right now. Um, all I can think of is they just need to fix whatever's wrong and try to do something different. Otherwise, it's going to be a long season. And especially after last night on offense, um, the, the offense, just the way things happen and then the way things just unraveled fast in the second half, again, not even able to respond offensively. I mean, first, I just want to point out that this <laughs> both sides of the ball look bad, like no coverage, lost in coverage on defense, not getting to the quarterback, you know, not really stopping a run game again, got gashed in the run game. Um, Gave up, I believe, 170 yards rushing on the ground. Gave up over maybe 400 plus yards total on the game. Yeah, the defense did not have a good outing either. But offensively, didn't help either. Like, just ill-advised throws. Um, I'm not even going to address the interceptions because the game was pretty much well out of hand when the interceptions were thrown. Um, Just couldn't get a run game going. Receivers being bottled up. The coverage was just making Dak pull the ball down, rethink and try to reset. It seemed like seemed like the progressions weren't going being gone through properly or conventionally for that matter. There was a play, the third now play where Dak wound up taking a sack. Jake Ferguson was open across the middle. Jake Ferguson was wide open. He could have at least tried to put the ball on Jake Ferguson. Jake Ferguson was open. He was open underneath the coverage and that pump faked and tried to find someone else downfield. I don't know what he was trying to get the deep pass going, but we needed a first down at that, at that situation. So situational football would have been like, just get the tight end, the ball, and we'll rethink things on first down. That didn't happen. He took a sack and we wound up turning the ball over. Um, just the play calling was ultra conservative. Just it was just a mess top down. Um, this was a game I personally thought that the offense needed to have a stellar game. 
and they all needed to make a statement offensively. I think Dak needed to make a statement to let people know, stick around. I'm not the guy you think I am. And me, from the jump, I've been a Dak supporter. I mean, I still I still have hope out for him. I still have hope for him. I still believe in him. But what last night tells me is I don't know when the time comes that Dak Prescott's getting an extension. I don't know. Um, like, again, like I said, I hope that this game would be one that he could make a statement and the offense as a whole could make a statement to let people know we're just getting warmed up. Didn't happen. Um, again, I still support that. I do. But, you know, this loss is disheartening and offense didn't even show up. The defense was there, but things were just out of place for them. The offense barely showed up. CeeDee Lamb, I understand he was frustrated and I can understand his frustration. He wants to get going. He wants to get early. He wants to get the ball. He wants to be able to contribute. And... and he didn't get that chance, like really when maybe four targets from maybe, maybe, I don't know, because I'd have to look at the stats again, maybe 40 yards, if anything, but four targets game like that, your wide receiver number one wants the ball more and he didn't get it. But ultimately, like I said, just looking at that game, of course, just because he threw those three interceptions and when the game was out of hand at that point in time. Um, a lot of uh, the pundits and fodder are going to be concentrating on Dak throwing turnovers when the game was a mess on both on both sides of the ball. And on top of that, we took some injuries. Uh, we had Kevontae Turpin get hurt. Um, and then we had Leighton Van Nersch get hurt. I haven't heard anything back on Leighton Van Nersch. I, th- I read something that there might be a chance that Turpin might be OK. I don't know. I'll check back in on that. But I haven't heard anything from when Leighton Van Der Esch got pulled off the field. Uh, I mean, I'll keep my nose out for it, but I haven't heard anything back yet on it. But regard, but um, I digress from that. I'm um, when Dak is when his current contract's up. I don't know if he's getting an extension. I think the Cowboys are going to look to move on, and a lot of people who were disgruntled at the game, frustrated at the game. They said, put in Trey Lance. Let's see what he's got. (laughs) Another rude awakening. In my opinion, I don't think Trey Lance is the answer for Dak Prescott. Like Trey Lance didn't really get any time to actually establish himself um, in San Francisco. He played maybe eight games, maybe started in five. He got hurt last season. Then they got Brock Purdy come up and run the offense the way they wanted him. They wanted to run the offense, and they decided that Trey Lance was no longer needed. I mean, he couldn't even beat out Sam Donald in San Francisco for the job, so they traded him to Dallas. And he was a first-round pick, so they traded him for far less than what they got him for. Um, considering San Francisco gave up a little bit to get him. They traded him for maybe what a fifth round pick, I believe. So a lot of people that are thinking, trying to see what Trey Lance is going to be about. I don't think Trey Lance is the answer. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, if they decided to do anything, 
that included moving on from Dak Prescott and finding another quarterback. I don't know if Trey Lance is the quarterback you think you found. I don't. I mean, unless we see more or a solid preseason game or two, that might be a conversation. But so many people that are itching to get Trey Lance on the field, stop. All right. Just just pump your brakes. All right. Pump your brakes. We don't know exactly what we have from just from any consistent play. But in my opinion, unless I'm proven wrong right now, as it stands in this point in time, my opinion is Trey Lance is just not going to be that answer. Um, If they do decide to do anything with Dak Prescott um, or move on from him when his time in Dallas is done, Cowboys do what all the other teams are doing. Draft a quarterback. Okay, draft a quarterback as high as you can, as soon as you can. If you can get a quarterback in the first, second round, look hard at those quarterbacks based on their projections and see what's reasonable. If it if it's bad enough to where you can grab one in the first round, by all means, if that's the direction that the Cowboys are going to go in. All right. My understanding, the Cowboys haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round since Troy. Do you know how long ago that was? That was what, 1980, 88, 89, something like that. That's at least 24, 25 years ago, somewhere roughly in that area. The Cowboys haven't drafted a quarterback in the first round since Troy Aikman. If you're going to get another quarterback, you need to get a quarterback with a first round grade. Yeah, I mean, that's just what you need to do. So many other teams that have gotten a quarterback in the first round have, you know, some of them haven't panned out. Some have. But ultimately, you're just going to have to bite the bullet and do it. If you want to win as much as the Jones, as much as the Joneses claim they want to win, you can't start trying to find good. You can't start trying to find good deals. You can't go and do this on the cheap here. You know, when you're talking about like quarterbacks, everything they so many people made a stink about the money Dak made. Now, let's say if they tried to tag him again and they waited and somebody else got paid, they would have paid more than what they wanted to then. I if they didn't believe in Dak the first time, then I fault them because they had two years before to pay him when the when the price was lower. So I fault the I personally fault the Joneses for waiting and playing this game of chicken with him and his agent. You know, if that's what they did, you know, I'm not saying that that's what they did, but they could have had him sign in 2018. The price tag would have been what 25 million a year, and if he wanted a four year deal, okay. Because what would have happened is after last year or after this year, maybe they could have looked toward the future. They could have. But they waited. I believe they waited and waited. And then when they got to 2020, 2021, that's when they decided to go ahead and hit the switch on getting Dax on. So if they if they didn't feel like he was the one then I, I would in that situation, I would fault them for waiting so long. But at that time, what other big options did you have? You really didn't have any. And Dak was the only one out of his draft class, only quarterback that's still with the team that drafted him. So he was still pretty good. That's a lot to say, especially seeing as, 
just especially seeing what's happening with his other draft class counterparts. So, I mean, the only thing they can really do is, at worst, they're probably going to be planning for life without him when his contract's up. But if they're going to, just draft a quarterback as high as you can, as soon as you can, get their projections, check out those quarterbacks, and then see what's your best option. But that's what they've got to do. they got to stop playing around with the quarterback position and draft a quarterback high enough. You want to win? You want to get a quarterback that you believe that uh, most people would think is a winner, well, you're going to have to go get a quarterback in those winner rounds. Now, the, the cases of Tony Romo and Dak Prescott were special. In fact, I would say this, this team's been blessed to be able to transition to have top-performing quarterbacks coming back-to-back that weren't first-rounders. Yes, but that doesn't always happen. It doesn't always happen. So at some point, they're going to have to logically think about that thing. And like I said, going go into those rounds where people try to pick winners in the first couple rounds. <sighs> I know we've been beating this next point like a drum, but it has to be said again, primarily just because of the way things are going. This just ties into the culture of the Cowboys, which leads back into, you know, the reason that the 49ers were a more solid team. Their culture changed. They changed their culture. They changed their coaching staff and everything. They all bought into their system. They were groomed, well-trained, well-disciplined, well. Just basically, their, the culture of the team was bred solidly. And the result was 42-10 with Dallas losing to a team they had lost to twice before in the playoffs with everything on the line. But this time they got dismantled. So we need to go back to this culture thing. And it comes back to the same place. It all bottlenecks to one point. Cowboys need a new gym. Sure, Jerry Jones has been the GM and he owns the team and all those things. But at some point, you kind of have to wonder if you did some self-reflection and looked at your body of work and saw that players, coaches, staff have changed. But what's the one constant there? Why, after all those changes, have the Cowboys still been in search of another Super Bowl on search of deeper playoff success, yet only reaping failure? Well, the answer is simple. They need a culture change, but to change the culture, they need somebody with some fresh ideas. That goes down to the general manager. And the general manager, you'd want him to be new and innovative and bold and all those things, bold and daring. Well, the GM is basically who the GM is. Thing is, the way things have been running since the GM has been in tenure, Those ways aren't working anymore. That way is not working anymore. You see a lot of GMs come in and 
turn teams around and turn franchises around and you start to see the results, you know. Not every team that does that is going to the Super Bowl every year, but you're starting to see those teams reinvigorated, galvanized, making good moves and making moves that most people would wonder why they made that move and it turns out to work. Because they're seeing something down the road that is going to work. And usually it produces results fairly quickly versus taking antiquated approaches and they only paying out for somebody else because they're not going to pan out in your, in your, in your uh, organization. So I think they need some fresh ideas, a culture change, a real culture change. And to get off of things like any kind of stale systems and philosophies or anything like that. Someone that can remotely relate to the players of today, but still press impress upon those players to get the job done. So the Cowboys just need a new gym. You know, the things they've been doing are going on for way too long and they need to be different. And it's that simple. It's just that simple. Next next point I can make is I think if it's bad enough, just looking at this offense, because we got rid of Kellen Moore and we say Mike McCarthy do some of the do some of the things that we thought Kellen Moore was doing. You know, the conservative stuff, red zone issues, you know, not being innovative enough, you know, plays that don't develop beyond the line of scrimmage. You know, things of that nature. Um, honestly, if it gets bad enough this season, I personally think that McCarthy might be going out on his own shield. Which I admire, you know what I mean? He was given an offensive coordinator he didn't choose. But he also didn't get the chance to install his own offense and make those mistakes until now. But if it doesn't pan out, if that offense doesn't develop into something that we did not see, on Sunday night, if that offense develops into something else that's totally just atrocious, if it if it goes south, I think Mike McCarthy might be going out on his own shield. It's you know I don't I don't know like you know sure you've had multiple ten win seasons. Uh, twenty twenty was a bad season for him, but that was the first season, so we gave him some grace. But if you can't get past the divisional round, I don't know if we see Mike McCarthy in 2024 coaching the Dallas Cowboys. Just my personal opinion. I don't know. And the last thing I think I'm going to say about this whole ordeal, just everything that the tape told on Sunday night, you know, one of the last rude awakenings I can bring up. Is if the Cowboys make the playoffs. A lot of people project them to make the playoffs, but if they do, if they do, then that's the point in time where people are going to see if their their season is legitimized or not. Outside of that, they could go beat the Chargers. They could go beat other divisional opponents. They could wind up splitting the NFC West. And even still, there's a chance, a high likelihood that those wins would be illegitimate unless they beat somebody in the playoffs. Because it happened last year. 
you know, games that were considered big during the regular season. They lost, and most people were like, I just want to see what they're doing in the playoffs to see if they're real or not. Some other teams you can tell in season, but if you're taking losses like the lost Sunday night against a purported or a supposed juggernaut team like the 49ers or the Eagles or anybody of that particular ilk, if you're losing those games in season, no one's going to believe in you until or unless you win in the postseason. And you want your fan base believing in you in the season because that's going to drive you when that final push for the postseason comes. Otherwise, it's just a wait and see approach or a waiting game. And the team itself is going to have to prove itself to the fan base before they even get to any scenario that puts them in the playoffs. And a game like last night just takes the wind out of the sails of so many in the fan base. And yeah, sure, you we want you to win, but again, a lot of people are still gonna have that sour taste in their mouth from that loss you took from a supposed juggernaut, a playoff team, a team that people expect to see playing for the Super Bowl, if not in the Super Bowl. So this is the game that they needed to make a statement. The Cowboys need to. I think the office needed to make more of a statement than the defense. But judging the performance after the fact, see hindsight is twenty twenty. It looks like the entire team needed to make a statement. And it was time for them to step up to the microphone to do so. They choked. The question's been asked all day. Where do they go from here? Well, they go to San Diego and they go into the bye week and they continue their season. If they happen to win more games than they lose, likelihood they'll be in the playoffs. But all we can do is absorb that sour taste, spit it back out. And try to get ready for the next challenge in season. Because you don't want to wait till the postseason and they get disappointed. So get the get the sour taste out your mouth. And let's just try to gear up for what's coming next. So here we are. Three and two. Dallas Cowboys. Defeated by the San Francisco 49ers, 42 to 10. More football to be played, yes, but myself, I feel like it was a statement game that needed to be won. You know, I know the season's not over. I'm not throwing the towel in on the season, but just basically just the telltale was it was a big game for them. They all sort of geared up to make it a big game in them in their minds all off season. And they came out and laid an egg. So that can definitely knock the wind out of anybody's sails. Or in the case of the fight I saw, leave you on the mat trying to recover trying to recover physically. 
and you can't get through a 10 count because you know you just can't go. So hopefully they can get up and try again. But we shall see. Anyway, that's my time. I'm going to jump off here. I've been talking for a while, but whatever. Just had to get it out. So if you're listening, thank you. I appreciate you for tuning into the Armchair Champion podcast. Um, please uh, just share, tell a friend, tell anybody, you know, it's a fan of the Dallas Cowboys. Encourage them to take a listen um, and hopefully they get something out of the broadcast. But other than that, I will get with you guys later. Till then, take care. God bless. And I'll see you on the sidelines. Again, thank you for listening. Peace.